The following is transcribed. Welcome to Bat Soup, a podcast dedicated to the old-time radio adventures of Superman and the dynamic duo. Buckle your utility belts for lots of whispering, plenty of foghorns, and ambushing thugs galore. Before we get to today's adventure, let's pause for this important message. Gang, supposing you were walking down the street one day, loaded down with a dollar you'd earned, and suddenly a stranger comes up to you, gives you the glad hand, and makes a proposition. For one dollar, one small dollar, the tenth part of ten dollars, he says, I'll sell you this beautiful box I have in my hand. Well, you look and you see it's a big, interesting-looking box, and all nicely wrapped up in red, white, and blue trimming. The only hitch is, you can't see what's inside. Now, honestly... Would you give that guy your hard-earned buck for a fancy package that contains you don't know what? Well, you'd need your head examined if you did. Because only a sucker would buy a package without opening it and seeing what's inside first. Now, ideas are pretty much like packages. And people are always trying to sell you ideas, which all too often are wrapped up in fancy trimmings that you can't see what you're buying. Also, more often than not, their favorite colors are red, white, and blue. Well, don't you be fooled, gang. Don't fall for this old dodge. Be smart enough to examine each idea for what it's worth. Inspect it carefully and evaluate it before you accept it. For you know that no matter how beautifully an idea is wrapped up in patriotic lingo, it isn't patriotic, it isn't American, if it is designed for you to think that one man is better than another because of his race, religion, or where his people came from. It isn't American if it suggests that you stop a man from speaking his mind just because you don't happen to agree with it. So always take a good look at the inside of an idea, boys and girls, And never mind the outside wrapping. See if what it really means is worth believing in. And then, buy it. And now, Bat Soup presents today's adventure. Part 6 of Looking for Kryptonite has originally broadcast on December 11th, 1945. Kellogg's Pep! The Super Delicious Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, Batman and Robin are walking straight into a trap set by the wily informer Squealy Evers. We'll learn the outcome in a moment. But right now, here's Dan McCullough with a nifty suggestion. Let's have it, Dan. Okay, you know, there's a young fellow in our block who's got a new game. It's built around those comic buttons you fellows and girls are all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Well, I thought that maybe you'd like to try it. You see, it's a guessing game, identifying the different funny paper characters, and you get a score every time you know the right answer. For instance, uh, one time it might be about the hats they wear. Somebody would ask, who wears a white derby? And the answer would be Moon Mullins, sure. Or, uh, who wears a skating cap? You know that one? Why, that'd be Lillums. Or maybe, who never wears a hat? Think now. Why, sure, Superman, of course. Isn't that fun? Yes, sir, there's no end to the fun you can have with these swell comic buttons. And they're so bright-colored and smart-looking that, well, you're mighty proud to wear them and, and, and collect them and wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. Of course, there's only one way to get these comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them. But whenever Mom opens a new package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, 
there's an exclusive prize for you. One of these brilliant new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Ask Mom to get you lots of P-E-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. Two pieces of kryptonite, the strange and deadly element that gave the late Atom Man his atomic power, are still at large. Fearful that they may be used to create another Atom Man or something even more terrible, Superman enlisted the aid of Batman and Robin in his search for them. Their only clue is a strange silver coin engraved with a crescent moon and star, which Superman believes is a symbol of a powerful secret organization. At the Metropolis waterfront, Batman and Robin, disguised in tattered clothes, contacted a criminal informer known as Squealy Evers, who warned them to give up their search. Our friends trailed him to a shabby coffee shop, where, unseen by them, he mumbled a message to the waiter. As we continue now, unaware that they are being led into a trap, Batman and Robin are trailing the gray, stooped figures of Squealy Evers through the dark, fog-bound waterfront streets. Listen. Look, Batman, I just thought of something. Don't think so loud, Robin. He's almost a block ahead. He can't hear us. Just the same. Okay. But listen, you said you figure Squealy's on his way to tip off the Crescent and Star Mob that we've been inquiring about them. I said I hoped he was. Okay. But if he knows who they are and can get money for tipping them off about nosy gents like us... Why didn't he just lead us into their arms like a couple of lambs to slaughter? Informers don't work that way, Robin. What do you mean? Informers are cowards. The hyenas of the criminal jungle. They put the finger on the victims, but let others do the actual dirty work. They are never found on the scene of a crime. Rarely even carry weapons. And they keep their own dirty skirts clean, huh? Mm, that's right. Lovely character. They don't come any worse. They... Oh, behind these pilings, quick. What's up now? Squeeze, stop and turn around again. It's hard to see in this fog. Yeah, I see him. But did he see us? I hope not. But he might have. That's a sweet thought. If he does know we're tailing him, he might be leading us into a trap. Could be. Well, come on. You hit the road again. Could be, huh? I must say you're cool enough about it. What do you want me to do? Run a temperature? No, but if it's all the same to you, well, let's strip down to our costumes just in case. Mm, might be a good idea. These old shoes we're wearing make a lot of noise on the pavement. All right, let's change. Can't work fast, Robin. We don't want to lose him. I'd like to lose him on a desert island and do the world a favor. Oh, don't be silly. I'm hoping that Squealy... Squealy will give us a lead to the two pieces of kryptonite. When I remember what Superman said about somebody maybe creating another atom man with a kryptonite, I get more duck bumps than a... A duck? Thanks. You're welcome. You ready? All set. Mask on? Yep. All right, let's go then. On the double till we spot him again. him yet? Not yet. Golly, I hope we didn't lose him. I don't see how we could. No place he could have turned. Oh, 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 slow down. There he is. Where? Turn left at that big stack of packing cases there. Yeah. Looks like the beginning of a dock. Come on. What's he going out on a dock for? Your guess is as good as mine. We'll soon find out. Don't trip over those sacks. I just want to trip over those two pieces of kryptonite. Okay. Here's where Squealy turned off. Come on. Hold it, Robert. What now? I don't see our ferret-faced friend. No. Neither do I. Where'd he go? Search me. There's just this long aisle running up the dock. Maybe he wanted up. We were trailing him and ducked behind one of the packing cases. Looking for somebody, boys? Who said that? Somebody up ahead on the right. Okay, boys, let him have it. Robin, watch out! I'm lacking a lovely chin. Just right for a haymaker. Hey, 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 Batman and Robin. Now you don't judge. Stop this one. 
Nice going, Batman. Have you bummed seen my flying tackle lately? It's guaranteed to bring the house down. Put that gun down. It might go off, I said. Oh, you won't. Okay. When you wake up, remember where you've got the back on? Batman, you okay? Never better. How are you doing? Not so good. I'm running out of punching bags. Hey, the cops, let me out of here. Not so fast, ugly foot. Never mind that last one, Robin. Come back here. Well, well, well. Two more wells. I count five sleeping beauty. Yes. That was a trap that failed to click. A trap? Well, you figure friend Squealy walked us into it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, what's going on there? Right this way, officer. You can put your hardware up. The fun is over. Telling the two police officers what had happened, Batman and Robin helped load the five unconscious men into their squad car and accompanied the police to headquarters. Where, a short time later, having phoned Clark Kent to join them, we find Batman, Robin, and Kent in Inspector Henderson's office. We've had those five mugs on the grill for half an hour, but it's no soap. You mean they won't talk, Inspector? Oh, they talk all right, Batman, but they won't give us any answers that help. They swear they don't know Squealy Evers, and they never heard of an organization using the symbol of a crescent moon and a star. I suppose they just jumped us for the exercise, huh? Eh? Well, they started to tell the usual story. They were minding their own business, and you fellas came along and said something that started a fight. How far was We soon wore set up, though. And then they admitted they'd been hired to beat you up. They kill us, you mean? They had guns. Who hired them, Inspector? Uh, they say they never saw the man before. He met two of them at a bar, described you, told them you'd be passing the dock, and gave them $500 to give you the works. That's a lie. Maybe. But we can't prove it. Uh, by the way, Inspector, I suppose you examined the men thoroughly? Of course. What do you ask, Kent? Well, I was just wondering if any of them had the crescent and star branded on his heel, like the Arab I caught in Sydney's apartment. That's right. How about it, Inspector? Don't worry. I looked them over myself. Nothing doing. Shucks. But I still say they're lying. No, I think they're telling the truth, Robin. Huh? What do you mean, Kent? Just this, Batman. If it was the leader of the crescent and star who ordered you and Robin wiped out... Who else could it have been? Well, you have plenty of other enemies, haven't you? Yes, but I'm sure they didn't spot us in the waterfront tonight. Besides, we were disguised. We might have been trailing you. But anyway, let's assume it was the leader or leaders of the Crescent and Star, and I'm inclined to think it was. We know they're clever and very careful to keep their identity secret. So it stands to reason they wouldn't let these hired gunmen know who they are or anything about them, doesn't it? How about the Arab you caught, Kent? He had the brand on his heel and committed suicide before we could question him. So he must have known about them. Well, the chances are the guys we're looking for didn't have time to send their own men tonight or didn't have any available on such short notice. Or maybe after what happened to the Arab, they might have just preferred to play safe and use outsiders. I think you're right, Kent. Oh, Kent's always right, confounded. I want to be around just one time when he's wrong. Oh, I've been wrong plenty of times, Inspector. And it looks like Batman and I scored a great big goose egg tonight. Oh, no, you didn't, Robin. Well, what do you mean we didn't? You made a very important discovery which should lead us to the people we're looking for. Huh? What? What discovery, Kent? Well, I don't know exactly what it is yet, but if you'll drive back to the waterfront with me, I'll find it for you within ten minutes. Are you kidding? I was never more serious in my life. Then what are we waiting for? Come on, Robin, let's go, Inspector. I can't leave now. I've got a lineup. We'll call you later, then. Lead the way, Kent. Okay. Step on it, Robin. Leaving police headquarters, Clark, Kent, Batman, and Robin hurry out to Kent's car parked at the curb. What did Kent mean? What important discovery did Batman and Robin make? We'll return in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. But first, here again is your announcer. Say, uh, I happened to pass the schoolyard the other day when Eddie and a bunch of his pals were swapping duplicate comic buttons, you know, from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Well, the conversation they were carrying on would sound mighty funny to anyone who didn't know about these swell new comic buttons. 
Like uh, one young fellow would say, trade you Uncle Walt for Orphan Annie. And another would come in, I'll take that. And I have two Superman buttons. Who wants to swap? And another would say, uh, what'll you offer for us skeezics? Now, maybe that sounds like double talk, but it means a lot to you fellows and girls who are collecting these exciting comic buttons. Because you're all mighty anxious to collect all 18 buttons in the series. And there's a doggone smart looking that, well, you get a real kick out of wearing them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. But the best part is, they're so easy to get. You don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't even buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Then, see which prize you find inside. One of these exciting comic buttons, or a military insignia, or a warplane button. It's an exclusive prize for you from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Stating that Batman and Robin had made an important discovery and that he would show it to them within ten minutes, Clark Kent drove them back to the mass of rotting pilings on the dark, fog-swept waterfront where they had first contacted the informer, Squealy Evers. It was right here that we met Squealy, Kent. Uh-huh. Okay. Which way did he go when he left you? Straight up the street. Right. Here we go. Where? I want to follow his trail exactly as you did. I'll drive slowly. You tell me what turns to make, Batman. What's the idea, Mr. Kent? At some point, Robin, Squealy contacted somebody who had those goons sent to the docks to ambush you, or else Mr. Somebody passed on the information to someone else who sent the goons out. But he didn't contact anyone. We were right behind him all the time. He was never out of our sight. Except for the minute or so when we stripped down to our costumes. He must have contacted someone. If he'd steered you into those mobsters by accident, he'd have been caught, too. It's my hunch that he left a note somewhere. Maybe in some pilings where someone was waiting and we didn't notice it in the fog. Oh, I admit it's not too good a hunt. Wait a minute. What? Of course, we were dumb, Robin. How come? The coffee shop. What coffee shop? Squealy stopped in a coffee shop for a crawl and a cup of java. It must have been there. But we were watching him every second. He didn't sit next to anybody. He didn't make a phone call. He didn't write any notes. And he didn't talk to anyone. Oh, no? How about the waiter? Christopher Columbus, I never thought of that. Uh-huh, now we're getting someplace. That's what I meant when I said I'd show you the discovery you made. You weren't aware of it at the time. Where is this coffee shop? Up the street, just a couple of blocks. Right, you tell me where to stop. You bet. Oh, it must have been the waiter. He was only near Squealy for a few seconds. But that was enough to get the tip off. Step on it, Kent. I am. Just keep your fingers crossed that the waiter didn't disappear like Squealy did. Jamming his foot down on the accelerator, Clark Kent sends the car leaping through the foggy night toward the shabby little coffee shop. Is the waiter still there? And if he is, can he be forced to reveal the identity of whoever is behind the mysterious crescent and star? Tomorrow's episode is packed with thrills and excitement, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, as the famous Batman and Robin join forces with the Man of Steel in the adventures... Of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. Say, gang, here's some razzle-dazzle news to flash to Mom. Kellogg's Variety is back. So now, everybody at the breakfast table can have the Kellogg's cereal he likes best. 
for Kellogg's Variety is that grand variety carton holding ten generous packages of six favorite Kellogg's cereals. Are they delicious? And does Kellogg's Variety make breakfast fun? Why, it's better than a grab bag because you get what you really want. Today, ask Mom to get Kellogg's Variety, the package that makes breakfast a picnic. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That was part six of Looking for Kryptonite from the Adventures of Superman. That'll wrap things up for this episode of Bat Soup. But be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear Clark Kent say... Uh-oh, wait a minute. Your costume might tip him off. Don't want him to be able to describe us later. Uh-oh.